I need you to pay attention to what I just said. I heard you. Because I have two children. I know, I know, I know. This is the first time it has ever been my willing choice. I've had animals, cats in my house, dogs, fish, everything. This is the first time in my life that I made a choice to go like, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for these three living things. Hey, this is Junius, and welcome to Mind Bodega, a place to feed your mind. On this podcast, I'll be bringing you stories from people on the other side of their personal journey within who came out healed, happy, and whole. We have everything you need, and I hope you find what you're looking for. Relax and enjoy. What is the heart of a great bodega? El que está detrás del counter. The person behind the counter. Definitivamente, sí. This podcast is brought to you by NSTARS. For the latest news in Hollywood, follow NSTARS.com. E-N-S-T-A-R-Z.com. So the other day, I was looking through the Bible, which I do a lot. I think I'm like at a hundred weeks straight of in the Bible, and I've missed three days, or else my uh, streak would be continuous. But the um, the other day, I was in the Bible, and um, the quote of the day was, "Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones." I, I saved it. I don't want to be a part of the conversation that talks bad to people. I don't want to contribute to the stress of another human being. And if you were around this weekend, you saw the whole Chris Rock and Will Smith scenario. And I don't want to talk on that a lot. I really don't. But it just brings me back to that quote, say pleasant words are the honeycomb to the soul, health to the bones. So I don't want to talk too much about the Will Smith, Chris Rock scenario, because if you're on social media, if you've seen 150 billion takes and who's who cares what I really have to say. But I just think that we need to speak kindly to each other. We need to speak power over one another. And I'm very, very conscious of that. I'm very conscious of pouring positivity into the people that are around me, especially my son. He's the most important person in my entire life, him and his mom and my daughters. Very important to speak positivity and power into people. I also think that you are what you think about. I like to keep a positive outlook on life. I am optimistic, to say the least. My girl would agree with me, I think, except when I'm driving. I think when I'm driving is when she'll be like, you are not positive as all. That is the one time where I'm getting off of my zen. I'm like, you are when I drive, I'm really crazy. There is a saying, though, that good thoughts and actions can never produce bad results. Good thoughts and actions. You take that and put that with, you know, um, speak positive words, positive words that are honeycomb to the soul and health to the bones. And add that with good thoughts and actions can never produce bad results. You know, chicken is chicken. Corn is corn. It would always be corn. No matter what you do to it, it is still corn. No matter what you do to chicken, it is still chicken. Positive positivity and good thoughts and good actions will always produce good results. I was on social media the other day, and uh, this girl was like, Chris Rock knew about her hair issue. He knew about her hair issue. He knew this, and he still told that joke. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if Chris knew that or not. 
Chris is a comedian who comedians tell jokes. When you're a comedian of Chris's stature, everything is on the table. So we can't say that Chris knew. And I'm not here to defend Chris Rock. That is the last thing I'm doing. I'm also not here to defend Will Smith. I am not going to do that at all. These are two men who made a mistake. And in your life, sometimes you're going to make a mistake. It is inevitable that you will make a mistake in life. But when that happens, someone has to be there to afford you grace. I was listening to an episode of Super Soul Sunday and um, Oprah was talking to Perez Hilton and one of the audience members asked her, why should I forgive you? You're still the same person. Oprah's res- Perez responded and Oprah responded with, I have to forgive him because if he's not entitled to grace, then I'm not entitled to grace either. Someone was talking about Chris Rock and how he made a movie about black hair. But just because he made a movie at black, about black hair, that doesn't mean he knew about her condition. Maybe he should have known better not to go there and talk about a black woman's hair. But he did, and he went there, and he dealt with the consequences like a man. He ate that slap. He is not pressing charges. And I'm sure he will have some jokes about this in the future. He's going on tour with, with uh, Kevin Hart. Another thing that I really enjoyed is that I looked at all the photos of Will Smith at the after party and Will Smith went up on about that night after he wiped his tears off and he had a good time. He was dancing. He was hanging out with his friends. He was celebrating his victory. I appreciated that because in times life is going to throw you a curveball. You're going to face difficulties. Things aren't always going to go to plan. Those are the givens in life. But then how do you push that to the side and move on with your life? Those are the things that we have to be conscious of and aware of, that even when we go off tilt, we continue to find a way to be happy, find a way to spread love, find a way to express our joy. I think that's really important to express your joy. So one of the ways that I do that is that I meditate. I like to meditate a lot. I meditate at least an hour in the morning. I write in my journal. I wake up early to put in my time to make time for me. Someone asked me, how do you meditate? My friend Corey, hope he's listening to this. He said, how do you meditate? And I told him, just focus on your nose, focus on your nostrils, your air going in and out. Just pay attention to that. Thoughts are going to come. Thoughts are going to go. All those thoughts will be there. Just let them settle and allow your mind to be at peace. There's other things you can do. We'll talk about that later in, in later episodes. But that is the gist of meditation is just focusing on your breath, just breath work. That's it. In and out, in and out, in and out. Those are my Will Smith, Chris Rock thoughts. I'm glad that Will was able to find joy. I am glad that Chris Rock took it on the chin and uh, just moved on as a man. But also, just I was saying, when you react, like human beings are the only creatures who have the ability to react a certain way. And when we don't think about our reaction, that's when we go above and cross the line. When we don't think about that reaction, when we just react on a primitive uh, 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 nature level, we just react. That's when we do. That's when bad stuff happens. I'm glad that Chris was able to keep his composure in that. He was very flustered if you watched the live broadcast. He was very flustered, but 
cooler heads prevailed and they're men and they will move forward to this and power more power to them. But yeah, that, those are my thoughts on the Chris Rock situation. Today on Mind Bodega, we have a wonderful show for you today. We're going to be talking to Dave Temple. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with that conversation. And we're going to be talking about plants, man. Two thugged out black men talking about taking care of plants. It's a wonderful and insightful conversation about your ikigai, your purpose in life. And I hope you enjoy it. Sitting here with Dave Temple. Just met this man, brilliant young fella, and I want to talk a little bit about process. Uh, but I do want to start with a question. Uh, what's your definition of humility? My definition of humility? I guess it's the ability to see, you know, and empathize with another being, understanding that, all right, we're having the same experience, you know what I mean, and that uh, our, our, our both of us are expanding so if you rub me the wrong way it's okay it's not personal and vice versa i think that's the you know for me what humility is yeah yeah i think same for me i think it's just realizing that you aren't unique I yeah think, i think that that's, we said the same thing just yeah since, and i read that in a book i'm like oh yeah i'm not unique yeah and i think a lot of times we tend to think that we are because we do all this stuff we do all this stuff we do all this stuff never realizing what someone is going through just to exist yeah 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 so uh what was your awakening like the awakening moment that was like you know what i need to really dive deep and fix me for me i think it was definitely watching my world crumble if that makes any sense so I was engaged, beautiful fiance, two beautiful daughters, beautiful home. You know, like when I really look back on it, beautiful three bedroom home, garage, everything. Like I had the life that everybody you're supposed to want. And for some reason, I was not happy. I was insatiable, you know what I mean? And, you know, when, when you kind of find yourself. I don't know. It's like weird. Like we all do things in the dark, which is whatever. But when you see your kids emulate your behavior and you know, fuck, okay, I'm responsible for that. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever seen, and, and parents do see it all the time. All the time. Parents, they're very aware. That's when they get upset. You know, when they see that thing and they're like, Ooh, that, that's <laughs> and it's hard to get mad at that because you know it's you. You right. know that's your fault. Right. Yeah. And uh, my relationship with my mom is non-existent now because of things like that. Because my mom doesn't have that ability to go, hey, all right, you, you got me. Yeah. Um, maybe I should change this. So it's like that lack of authority, that lack of authority having humility, that's the thing that made me, and I saw it everywhere in the world. And then I realized that's why I wasn't happy. I kept spotting there was no humility in people. Everyone was just kind of droned out and it was making me angry, but I was also having, what I'm learning now, our knee-jerk reactions. I was reacting to everyone else's wrongdoing. Everyone else mishandling or not returning a call and not returning a text or not being attentive of the car in the next lane. You know what I mean? This is all stuff where you realize, I can't control any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I started to get so stressed out I had a big patch of hair missing hmm. right here on my head. And I remember a friend of mine was like, you should see a doctor, dude. That's that's not normal, man. You know what I mean? And, I, and, and, and when it did come back, it was gray. And it was just a weird thing. Like, you know, people kept telling me, like, dude, that's stress. Like, when you 
have internal stress like that, it starts to come out like you're you're literally dying from the stress that you're holding on. And I was like, okay. And I, I, I let everything go. Hmm. Everything. The fiance, the house, the kids, the cars. I mean, yard sale. Everybody come get it. And I let it all go. And then let, and just went to a minimalist lifestyle. It felt weird like the first few years. It was like, am I just a bum? You know what I mean? Am I just that now, the deadbeat dad? You know what I mean? But no, nah, it was just let it all go, man. And none of it mattered. Now you're like, wow, you're so free. You're so light. Like I almost, I, I used to envy people that have $44 million homes. <laughs> now I see someone with a $44 million home and I'm like, whew, better you than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a weird freedom, but that was the awakening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Letting everything go, letting go of all of those possessions. So there's something special about freedom, right? I think freedom is a lot of things. Freedom for me is knowing to control yourself. Yeah. And I think that's sort of some of the vibes that I'm picking up from you. You realize I need to control myself. And you talked about, oh, I can't control this. I can't control that. How did you gain control of yourself? What was that journey like for you? Fear was the motivator on that. You know, I was basically on, you know, I was, you know, free after, you know, a short stint in, in a county jail. But it was that aspect of I had to... I had to, you know, I had to control myself in order to stay free. Like controlling myself means I had to come up with the monthly payment every month. There was no excuses, which means I need to organize my day. I need to organize my time. I need to organize my money. If it's going to cost me money to go get money, I need to plan all of that out. You know what I mean? Like, and that was the thing. It was just being tuned into what you need to do and you know, making those things a priority. But it was forced on me. Yeah. It was forced. And once the major thing became a priority and doing that for long enough, I began to just apply the same technique to every aspect of my life that I wanted to see get better, get more control to it. Do you realize that that forcing was a part of the natural movement of the world? Now I do. Yeah. Yes. At the time, did not. At the time, it felt horrible. Yeah. You know? It's actually called the Kensho and Satori. And the Ken show was when you hit that rock bottom, like every time you learn and you grow, there's always a dip in it. And that's the natural flow of the universe that your Ken show moment yeah. was you being sort of out of control, forced upon you in your situation. Your Satori was coming out and that structure to sort of make that you put on yourself. Although you had this payment that you had to do, you had to put yourself in order to do that. That's your Satori moment. So that Ken show brought you down, which is needed. It's knowing and growing through pain. Mm -hmm. And then that Satori rises you up to the top. For me, I had to go through my own Kensho moment, my own Satori moment, which I'm, I feel like I'm still in the Satori. Uh, but multiple Kenshos, same situation. Locked up 45 days in the county, all that. So, so we have this, right? And then that Satori, when you rise, you go up the mountain, you go up the mountain, you go up the mountain. You learn what you need to learn. You come down for everyone else. How are you coming down and sharing all the stuff that you are learning as far as your self-development and growing. That's interesting also because now that you say that, I realize my approach has gotten different because my original approach began, everybody, everybody, let's all get it together. Let's fix it right now. And, you know, then it became, you know, all right, I'm only, I'm only fucking with the real ones. Like, because I realize the rest of y'all weak, you become accusatory, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know... It's evolved now to when I see someone who is out of alignment, 
it's becomes more empathy and it's an empathy, but it's a love because I can see that they're at you. What's the terms that you use again? Kensho, Kensho and Satori. I see someone at the Kensho. You know what I mean? When I see that, I empathize, but I'm also happy for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You're at that stage. Well, good for you. Enjoy your journey. Yeah. And that's way different than how it was initially. It was like, you need to get your fucking life together. If I can do it, you can do it. Like, Yeah. It, I like to tell people, you got to go through it in order to get through it. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And I said in the Bible, you, you walk through the valley of shadow of death, you fear no man. The key word there is through. Yeah, yeah. A lot of motherfuckers sit down and take a seat on a bone and you're like, nah, pick yourself up, keep going. My cousin had that situation. He lost his wife. God bless the dead. He lost his wife, but got so depressed. And it took uh, several years, spiraled, 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 spiraled out of control with the drinking and coma for seven months before he died. M- Mom kept him up in a coma. So his wife took him off. Went home and died, mm-hmm. and it was like watching someone watch their son die is a fucked up moment, yeah. a fucked up thing to go through. But then you still go up, and this is how me- this this is how mentally strong we are, how mentally fucked up we are. As I'm watching that every day, I was still going through life, putting on a smile, not caring about anything else, and I realized. Oh, I need to work on me. I need to go on this spiritual yeah, journey, this spiritual yeah. journey and, and figure that out. And meditation helped me. What things do you use to help yourself to sort of like stay on stay on the point and stay focused, stay present? Yeah. Now, okay, so I read this book, Ikigai. Ikigai taught me about intermittent fasting, uh, about the joys of like plants. You know, now I'm getting into plants um, and yoga, stretching, like... Everything is different now, you know what I mean? Like even now it's less weight training and more running. You know, I'm training for the uh the Brooklyn Marathon. I'm about to run that in, in April. And that's just something that it's just I don't know. Now it's just anything, just tackle it. You know what I mean? One thing at a time just to get the experience. Um yeah, those things became more of my staple where like like I said, I got rid of my phones and stuff, or at least I don't really get to a phone. For social media, at least until about noon. Mm, that's dope. You know what I mean? I'm like, of that. <laughs> and, but like, I remember, I'm, uh, my day is kind of structured out hour by hour. You know what I mean? Which that was just a thing to keep me. All right, what do I need to do now? And that was also to learn me to help to try not to overfocus. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we'll go like, I'm just going to study this all day. 45 minutes tops. That's the most you can give. That's what I've learned. It's been scientifically proven. It's in a bunch of books. So. I give things 45 minutes, give me a 10 minutes to reset and then move on to the next task. I learned how bad multitasking was, you know what I mean? So So I just hour it out day by day. But that helped. Stretching out my day, day by day, so that I don't multitask, even without a job, I knew what I was doing from 6 until 5 p.m., Mm -hmm. which was enough time not only to keep me out of trouble, but enough, like if you do it long enough, somehow you're actually ahead. Yeah, I was ahead. I wasn't out spending money. I wasn't, you know, yeah, you know what breakfast is. You know where you're going to be for lunch. You know what you can have. So there's less room for impulse. Uh, And then without the commercials, there's less impulse and triggers in your life. I haven't ordered shit from Seamless or any of that. I don't see those commercials. Mm. So magically without TV or without uh, commercials telling me, there is no impulse to overeat. Yeah. Intermittent fasting became a breeze with no triggers telling you to eat. Now you're in control. 
You know what I mean? And I learned, yeah, you take, you give your dietary track a, a rest. Yeah. It does a lot of fucking work. I love that. I, I need that book, as you can sort of see. I, I have a hoodie on because I'm hiding a gut. <laughs> uh, but I do want to talk about, you talked about plants. Like, what's your plant regimen? Like, how many plants do you own? When did you get your first plant? All right. This is weird, too, because this is new for me. Uh, but I got these plants. This is going to sound so weird. Uh, end of December, somebody in my building was moving out and just left all of these plants in the vestibule, like, to die. And I'm like... Dude, what the fuck, man? What kind of asshole? What kind of animal are you? <laughs> now, here's the thing. I never gave a fuck about plants. I, I don't give a fuck about animals like that either. You know what I mean? I barely give a fuck about people. But it was fascinating that I chose to take on these plants. So I took three plants up. And, you know, it was... The interesting thing about the plants was this was the first time I ever made a choice to become responsible for another living thing. I need you to pay attention to what I just said. I heard you. I heard you. Because I have two children. I know. I know. I know. This is the first time it has ever been my willing choice. I've had animals, cats in my house, dogs, fish, everything. This is the first time in my life that I made a choice to go like, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for these three living things. And... It was like the first week, just, just the air smelled better. You know what I mean? And then I started, you know, I downloaded an app, learned what was going on with them. And it was fascinating because as I learned what was going on with them, I'm like, damn, I don't even pay myself this much. Like, I don't know how often I need water. I don't know whether I'm truly hydrated or not. Like, okay, let me... Let me go ahead and do this, but I'm going to do whatever works for them, for me. Mm. You know what I mean? And the crazy thing was the plants was in bad condition when I got them. You know what I mean? I got them at the end of December. These motherfuckers are thriving right now. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I got into, because my girl was telling me, she was like, you know you got to talk to them. You know you got to sing to them. And I'm like, I'm not the type of dude to do all that. I'm not. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, I kind of believed it, so I started playing music for them. What was you playing? This is where it gets funny. I play gangster shit. Mm. I play straight Griselda, West Side Gun, mm. Benny the Bunt. And it's all funny because that is music that motivates me. And it seems to be motivating these plants. Dude. Nice, nice, nice. So it's fascinating to see like, okay, I am now creating an environment that living things are thriving in. You know what I mean? And it gives me more confidence in my world that, oh, yes, you are a God. You are a creator. You give life. Look at what these plants look like without you. Mm. And then it, now, be, when I start my day there, I can continue to expand. You have children that have grown and are out here in this world because of you. You support that. You've been able to buy a house. You've been able to buy cars. Like You've been able to do anything. Like Now, when you run back on your resume and you go like, well, God damn. I actually had, I created quite a fucking life for myself. Yeah. And that's where now every day is great. So the plants are great because they're reflective. You wake up and you realize, I'm a fucking God. There's no better way to start the day. Man, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Well, I don't want to keep you long. I want to thank you very much. That is amazing. I'm getting a plant. I'm scared <laughs> to... I'm, I have a, I had one plant that I kept alive. I played music for it. Uh, if I get a plant this time, I'm going to play La Vie en Rose by Louis Armstrong. I love that shit. Um, but... um. I killed my last plant. Like I had one plant that thrived, gave it away because I moved, got a new plant and just couldn't 
people alive. I actually killed two plants. But that's the good thing. You begin yeah. to learn that they're fickle things. And yeah. it's fascinating. Any young people watching this, I would highly recommend. If you're a college student, get you a plant. Learn how to take care of something, man. Especially if you out here having sex without no condom. You might have to take care of something before you realize it. So get and some practice. Thank you very much, man. And I, for the record, I knew exactly what you said when it was the first time you chose. Because I have three kids mm -hmm. and I plan to have one of them. Yeah. Like plan. Ovulation schedule. The other two, I love them to death. They are my, they are my gems. But they were not playing. They were just, they just happened. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're not going to listen to this. They just happened. It was like, oh, oops. They will bad. one day. The internet's yeah. forever. He I mean, didn't they, mean it, kid. They are 20. So they're not going to listen. They don't fuck with me. Oh, they don't fuck with me. But my youngest, I, he was intentional. Yeah. Everything about him and his life, he is intentional. I tell him every day, you are a world changer. You are a child of God. You are created and anointed to do great things on this earth. I love you. I am here to support you. I'm going to create an environment for you to learn what you want to learn. Right. And he listens to me. My mother, when I went in the room, my mother called me. was like, he wants a crayon. Well, sit with him by his house. And play with him. Yeah. If you're yeah. not going to do that, don't give it to him. Mm -hmm. Like sit with him, turn the TV off, focus with him, show him how to color. I cut the TV off for my son all the time. Yeah, and yeah, And it's just yeah. me and him locked in. And that's what I do for my little boy. Yeah. Because I didn't have that. Yeah. I didn't have that. I feel bad because these plants are probably getting it better than my kids got it. You know what I mean? But I just wasn't the same type of person. But that's also why I won't have no more kids. It's not fair to my older ones. <laughs> the, the awakening is it's it's instant. It's it's sudden. It's a sudden. But yeah, man. Thank you very much, man, for taking the time to chat with me. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Bodega. I want to do something called the penny theory, right? There's an old theory that it, would you rather have a million dollar or a penny that doubles every day? So if the penny doubles every day, within 30 days, you'll have a million dollars, actually $5 million. So what I want you to do is just share this podcast with one person, one person you love, one person who is your guy, your person, share this podcast with them, get them to listen, listen together. And if they share it with someone, if they're a close friend, then within 30 days, have about 5 million readers. That way we can do all the stuff we dreamed of doing. If you just share this podcast with one person. If you want to join this community of people committed to growth, happiness, and staying in control of what they control, then give us a follow on Instagram at MindBodega and subscribe. We'll see you next week.